on last week's Irrevelations. Are you talking about number 31, Vengeance on the Midianites? Oh man, my Bible labels it the same thing. You know you're getting this meat. Keep the little girls who haven't been sexed yet? Yeah, I wonder what that's for. Moses goes out to all the people and is like, okay guys, arm yourselves for war. We're going to go fuck up the Midianites. Here's your hood. Here's your bullwhip. Here's your burning cross. It's time to exact some vengeance and get rid of these undesirables. Are you ready to get kugelized? <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop that. As Ted Haggard said when they brought in a new masseuse, for his daily stop not the same whore that's it that's numbers we, yeah we're not we're not going back in there ever again before we turn to the word i would like to can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Death in the Bible. Killing innocent souls are in hell now. Burning now. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Did you see I'm not wearing a shirt? I did see that. That's uh, new. Yeah, I wanted to turn off my fan so that maybe that would help with audio, but I can't be in this room. So you turned one thing off, but turned me off. <laughs> yes. Well, right, perfect. I'm just glad that I can still make you feel that way. I know. After all so these funny. years. <laughs> oh, man. I can't remember what I was going to talk about. Uh, Race Wars. Race Wars? <laughs> uh, I. Oh, good. I so it was a joke. No. What was I talking about? <laughs> I, I, I I just been reading a lot about the uh, the quote-unquote oncoming race war. What are you <laughs> reading? Charles Manson's uh, journal? What was I? What was I? What was I said to you that I was thinking about that? I can't even remember. None of it had to do with the race war, did it? Uh, I don't even remember. Jesus. Uh, I just, I just, I just like randomly, uh, as I'm thinking about something, I think about uh, the race war, the coming race war. It might have been something. I, I don't know. Every time I see a tack bat, I just think, mm, race war. Every time you see a what? A tack bat. What the hell is that? A tack bat. It's a bat that you. Uh, smash nails through you know what i mean what so that oh 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 yeah like a baseball bat with nails sticking out of it yeah a tack bat no one calls it that because it's got tacks in it literally no because tacks are little things that you put on the bulletin board to hold up the children that are missing from your neighborhood honestly i'm not quite sure if they were concerned that when they named it Maybe nail bat. Oh shit! I don't know. This is a stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's really. This is good. Even, this is I don't good. Even know what this we're is good content. Uh, I was just. I don't know. I was thinking about uh, just in general, uh, the, uh, the the Donald. I've I've been watching, you know, and uh, oh, dude, it's so scary. Because uh, he's in uh, the UK right now, right? Yeah. Did you and, see the uh, whole controversy with the suppressors? What is that? Okay, What's so there. All right. Is he coming after my suppressors? The brief, the brief cap. That's a portmanteau word I just came up with. It's a, okay. a brief recap. Uh, so it's basically that he was in the UK, and while he was there, I don't know if he's still there, 
but while he's there, someone asked him about that shooting in Virginia where someone used a, at a workplace shooting, used a silenced 45 pistol, I believe. Really? And so they were like, how about that? He's like, I hate suppressors. We need to get rid of them. And now everyone's like, <laughs> like retweeting at him with uh, Don Jr.'s like five minute advertisement he did for a suppressor company talking about how great they are. <laughs> I remember that because it was a silencer co has a um, yeah because I have a an interest in purchasing a suppressor. I Good. Interest, well, now you're but, uh, on a list again. A list. <laughs> well, you have times? to be on a list to purchase one of those. That's true. But you're already on the bad kind of list. <laughs> That's interesting. I've never heard of anyone using a suppressor in a crime. I mean, in the movies, they always are like, "Oh yeah, every bad, every super hitman is always like, oh, let me just pull a suppressor." Yeah, out they're of not very useful. Just having a hand, you know. When actually, the possession and purchase of them is quite regulated. I don't. I've never heard of anyone. Uh, I can't see uh, them being useful in a, in a crime unless you're doing like a super high profile assassination and you're using subsonic rounds too. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. Otherwise, it's right. just going to be everyone's going to. If gonna I end. was going to assassinate a politician, I probably wouldn't even bother with it. It'd just be me. Oh God! Stop! 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, like what I think about all the time, every day, all day long. Uh, yeah. If I was going to, it'd be you getting framed by the CIA. Know, yeah. They're just like, well, we followed his notebook on what he was going to do in my little fucking cabin where I mail all my letters from. Yeah. But, well, did uh, they need a notebook when you put it on your uh, free to the public podcast? Do you I think that's to... just the way things are done now. Like, I think the new the, the new maniacs, they're not going to be writing letters to the post service. They're going to be on YouTube talking about uh, how they got to stop the world's government. No. Wink. You know? No. They just caught, <laughs> man, this is bad, too, because they just caught that coasty. Which one? Oh, the one that was uh, trying was, to kill yeah. Obama or Trump? Uh, he was definitely pro-Trump. Oh, he was trying to but... kill, like, um, he was... Oh, he tried to kill AOC and uh, yeah, he was yeah, threats yeah. to Pelosi and AOC. He yeah. was like the yeah. MAGA bomber guy. He was on that level. Fun. Isn't that guy, wasn't the MAGA bomber down near you? Wasn't he in Florida? Yeah, I think they caught him in Tampa. I mean, honestly, uh, I like successful serial killers, so these fucking huh. one-off losers who f- mail a couple of letters and they get caught, I just, I don't know, a bunch of fucking losers. Yeah, you know? or like that Bernie guy who tried to shoot all the Republicans. I, I like serial killers that don't get caught. That's just me. That's just me. That's the things I like, you know? I like I like uh, less human ones. Like, I like the bubonic plague. I like, oh, really? yeah, I like, uh, what's the one that the mosquitoes have? Love it. Malaria? Love it. Uh, yeah, love, real, love Valeria. Love me some Valeria. The real I, I like I like a good serial killer, like a uh, Golden State rapist kind, or uh, the, uh, the Greenwood Strangler, you know? Yeah, cut. eventually, now that he's too old to do nothing, you know? But I don't know. These, 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 these fucking loser terrorists that get caught, you know, I feel like they're like the R tryhards. Like, they just they get all buffed up. They're like, I'm going to kill Pelosi, and then they ain't got the balls, you know? So you really hate Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony is a success story. Uh, oh, that's true. As far as wait. your ability to commit a murder, like you know, it, it, that she set out to do a task and completed it. You know, she she still and has a one zero KD with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, no one ever caught her. I mean, you got to respect uh, success. You know, sure. Do you I think they'll get her next time? Art of the deal. Do you think they'll get her next time? I mean, she barely got away with this. She I don't wants think to have Casey another Anthony kid, she said. Twice. I don't think she can pull it off twice. I think I think she's, she's OJ now. 
I think she's OJ'd now. Like, if she tries anything, she's basically on a lifelong probation. If she tries shit, if she gets caught speeding, it's over for her. She's going yeah, to especially when they pull her over and there's a dead kid in her trunk. <laughs> I guarantee you, she, she, she's not going to be able to get pulled over for, like, turn without a signal without them being like, let me smell your trunk. Let me smell what's going on. <laughs> they need to put her in jail before she does this penthouse thing. She's doing a penthouse thing? I think that was in the news, yeah. I feel like that's always in the news that she's thinking of stripping or something. Like, remember when Octomom was allegedly stripping in Tampa or some shit? Um, no. I don't know. That sounds about right, though. I'd I'd look at Casey Anthony. Isn't she a Mormon? Octomom? I'd look at it just for the spectacle of it. Like, if you told me that... I mean, honestly... Yeah, I mean, honestly, just because my, my barrier for looking at someone naked is so low. I mean, I'll, if you were like, hey, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is stripping. It's almost like Ruth Bader Ginsburg is stripping. I'd be like, I'll check it out. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd stop it. I'd, 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 I'd spend five minutes on Google. Just as, like a, out, you know? as a scientist, almost. Yeah. You know, just yeah. why the fuck not? You know? okay. what, what I got going on? I'd do it at dinner, like, with the fam. You know, just like, well, this, boy, this conversation sucks. I'd check out RBG. What RBG about? RBG nudes. What about if, uh, let's say, uh, the Ackroyd that's not dead? What if he's stripping? Do you watch? There's a living Ackroyd? Oh, I meant to say the living Belushi. Yeah, Dan Ackroyd. What if it was Dan Ackroyd? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking I get, about? I make, it's easy to mix up Ackroyd and Belushi. we got to stop rambling because I just saw Dan Ackroyd. He was Naked? Uh, touring. No. But what you He was you wearing look? clothes. But what'd it was worse because he was touring Orlando trying to sell some weird tequila. Oh, he's also a uh, ufologist. Did you know that? That doesn't surprise me. You, but would you look at him naked? Hell yeah. Yeah. Fucking sign yeah. up for that. Would you drink his tequila with him, like naked at a nude beach? The two I'm a, of you? I, I, how fuck yeah, man. At night, I would gladly dicks out drink tequila with Dan Eckwood. You can quote me on that. I, I would too. I would too. Honestly, if this podcast can garner says anything, if there's any perk I would want, <laughs> it's that. It's that someday you and me on a beach naked with Dan Aykroyd drinking tequila, just being like we made it. That's you got to put these it. things out to the universe, or they'll never happen. So I'm glad you did that for right. us. You know, if I don't value my time, no one will. Sure. <laughs> this is this is this is not good audio. So no. should we just get the mic? <laughs> this is just uh, this is just stupid. Yeah. Kind of so, like I th- kind of like I think Deuteronomy's gonna be. Yeah, thank you. So far, right? For sure, bro. Stupid uh, as fuck. So welcome to the Revelations podcast. I'm Cole Delewski. I'm Grant Voiced, and you are listening to the thirty seventh episode of the Revelations podcast. We now have as many episodes as Shakespeare had plays, allegedly. Uh <laughs> So that's good. Great, great. Which uh, is better? Which is better? Shakespeare or the Bible, though? Uh, fast fire. Fast fire answer. Fast fire. I'm going to give it to the Shakespeare. I'm going to give it to Shakespeare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was thinking, because thus far we've been reading, and uh, I think that you could compare Shakespeare and the Bible in the sense that they both are like, tropes and have cliches yeah. and like oh the At this torture point. of man and stuff and you know but i think at least shakespeare is written competently you know agreed uh, and whereas although it's interesting because both of them have disputes over who truly authored the work so kind of fun it's kind parallel. of interesting even uh even my bible uh so if you're just tuning in this is the beginning of deuteronomy we just finished numbers 
Correct. And we're now getting started in Deuteronomy, which at least the part that we're going to cover today is mostly a recap. Almost completely, I would but say. But if I would, if I were going to title this anything, I'd say God gaslights the Jews. Like, yeah. uh, it's kind of a recap. Uh, and the general theme is like, well, I don't know if I remember it the same way you do, Moses, all jaded and shitty now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my Bible's concordance is interesting. It's like, although critical scholars date the book to the 8th or 7th century, because we know Moses wrote this, it means it was actually written in the 15th century. Like, okay, well, just take all those fucking, oh, that's what uh, <laughs> critical scholars think? Well, fuck them, because we know better. Get that. Get fucked. <sighs> Pure trash. Idiots. Yeah, fucking idiot scholars. Um, but, uh, and then, as usual, it kind of likes to... There's going to be a lot of instances where you're like, if you were maybe stupid, even if you were stupid, you go, oh, so someone else wrote the book because uh, it's that obvious and that like clearly pointing to that. And then like the Bible that I'm reading, the concordance is like, no, no, no. That's just how they talked at the time. They always talked in third person. They always talked as if it was written by someone other than Moses. You know, like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. The way you know it was written by Moses is because it's written as if it wasn't written by Moses. So that's how you. That's just how you fucking know. That's <laughs> that's the uh, that's the truth of the Bible. He's just pulling a tricky on us. That's all. Are you excited for Deuteronomy? Have you uh, like describe your history with this book? Have you read this a few times? Like, what's the deal? Do they I mean, cover this? I have. I literally read it. Yes. Do I remember a single thing other than the uh, very last little bit? No. Okay. All right. I uh I think I really in high school when I was just uh I guess realizing I was an atheist to some degree. It really wasn't until college that uh my cognitive dissonance kind of shattered. Okay. Like that was when someone actually and it, I I know we've talked about this and we'll get into some other time but like someone actually like, came up to me and was like like how can you believe evolution? And I was like how can I believe evolution? Oh right. Sure. I just realized I don't believe the Bible. Um, uh, yeah, someone was like, how can you believe evolution and the Bible? I was like, wait a minute. You're right. I can't. I just I just figured that out. I, I didn't I didn't go on the side you wanted, but I, you're right. I can't. Um, but uh, I'm trying to remember. I guess I must have skipped through Deuteronomy because I felt like I stopped when they were doing all the begetting shit, you know, and genealogy. Yeah. But now I don't know. Like, when I first read it, I thought I'd read Deuteronomy, and I'm guessing I didn't, or... I don't know what the fuck I'm reading. Well, Maybe what? I stopped in numbers during that genealogy. I don't know, but this this is all foreign to me. Yeah, you're about to read it. That's for so damn sure. Getting into fresh. Whether yeah. you want to or not. And guess um, what, audience? We're going to read it. You're going to have it poured down your measly gullets by us. Yeah. Like, hot, <laughs> bland soup. You're going to get hot Cosby with the Bible. Way too hot soup. The exactly. Second degree burns down your entire esophagus. Your stomach lining is going to peel away. We're going to give you a hot Deuteronomy. <laughs> <laughs> a hot dude. Uh, chapter one. Only, can we do right. it? Uh, no, what what are you going to say? What stupid shit do you have to say up. before? Okay. I'm going to let's talk a little bit about the name of Deuteronomy. It comes from the Greek word meaning second law, uh, hmm. which I guess is you know, like a copy or whatever. um, What we're doing is this is kind of like uh, Moses' last little mic drop, I guess, before Joshua. I don't know. I've only read, we're only going to cover Deuteronomy 1 through 4, and that's as far as I got before we did this dumb shit. Um, I I think it's interesting, 
Um, and we'll get into a deeper sort of the nature of God's gift to Israel and what it means. But I, I think I think whenever we start a new chapter, or honestly before we start every episode, and I start reading to get the context, I always feel like, okay, all right, how am I gonna, what, like, I feel like part of me is like, okay, let's look for all the juicy bits that we can, we can make fun of. Okay. And I feel like it's going to be a struggle. And then the second I start reading it, it's like, it's just being like forced onto my mouth. Someone's just taking a, a dick shaped banana and then shoving it too deep down my throat. I'm like, no, no, no. I thought, you know, like it's too a much. It's just a dick constant. shaped banana as opposed to... A vagina-shaped banana? What well, I don't know what of... your dick's shaped like, but mine's got like a cork. Mine looks exactly like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get um, into it. Chapter one, yeah. Uh, this is the only I... original part. Actually, no, it's not original, is it? it it's uh, still a so, repeat. So Deuteronomy 1 is basically uh, verse Deuteronomy 1, 1. These are the words which Moses spoke to all of Israel on this side of Jordan in the wilderness in the plain opposite Suf, between Param, Tophel, Laban, Hazaroth, and Dizahab. So it ostensibly seems to take place right after Numbers. Yeah, but it's um, it doesn't at all because everything that happens in even chapter 1 is stuff that's already happened. Well, it, it, it it's just like, I, I think the phrasing implies that like everyone's about to enter Canaan just and like Moses is like time. like getting on his fucking podium he's got his shit he's like all right guys just to remember his little recap I thought it'd be fun if we just talked about where we've been I know we've been wandering for 40 years and you're probably anxious to get to a home but uh, I thought that would be a good time to do a little recap and I think for the benefit of this podcast it's probably time for one because Deuteronomy essentially is going to start recapping what we've read thus far, starting with Leviticus. Really? Just and, numbers for the most part. Well, it starts... No, no, because it covers... Um, At least today. talking from the fiery mountain. Uh, yes. So it, it, it's not it necessarily... In, you're right, you're right. It's yeah. not necessarily in order, but... It, it goes back before the, Leviticus even. It goes to Exodus. Yeah, the tail end of Exodus. It, You know, anyway... So basically, it's just sort of God's hype track. And the way I would describe it is it's like, um, there used to be this SNL sketch where Chris Farley would have like famous people and his whole interview status was like, hey, hey Patrick Swayze, uh, remember when you were like in Ghost? And Patrick Swayze is like, yeah. And he's like, that was awesome. Like, it doesn't really add anything to it. It's just Moses like, ah, remember, remember when you guys were like on Mount Seir and we were supposed to go to Kadesh and everyone's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. Remember that shit? I'm like, okay, continue. Um, one of the interesting facts is that he basically says, uh, it is 11 days journey from Mount Horeb, uh, uh, by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea, which is where they are now. They're currently at Kadesh Barnea, um, which is at the mouth to Canaan between, I guess, uh, Gilead and Canaan. Um, the point of it is kind of like, hey, by the way, uh, we're, this would have been 11 days journey. It took us 40 years because you guys are a bunch of shits. But uh, it's been a little, you know, like, like just using on, a little as the crow flies, yeah. so to speak. You know, like it's like when you're like yelling at your kid and be like, oh, yeah, well, we would have been there already. But you had to fuck up and take all that time. So, yeah, I guess we're not there anymore. Yeah, it's like those signs we on the side of the it. interstate that say if you hadn't pissed off God, you'd be home by now. 
<laughs> um, exactly. So what's also funny here is that, or not funny at all, but what, what I think he's kind of doing is that things were happening in Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, all to Moses through his point of view, presumably. This is him saying, you know, they're on the precipice. He knows he's about to die. He can't go any further, and he kind of says that at the beginning here. Um, he's not going to get to go into Canaan with them, but he's like, all right, just remember all the lessons we learned. Let's go over them one more time before I send you guys off, because if you fuck up, God's going to kill you all. And he actually says almost those exact words later in this episode. I felt like uh, it was like that scene from, uh, is it Half-Baked, where he like gets fired? He's like, oh, you, you're cool, you're cool, fuck you, fuck you. It is a little bit like that. He's just He's on his way out. So um, it opens up. Chapter 1, verse 1 of Deuteronomy. These are the words... Moses spoke to all of Israel. So it's kind of weird. It already is in third person. Um, the implication later on is that Moses is also writing this. So uh, it kind of is funny in the same way back in Leviticus or whenever it was, when it was like Moses, the most humble man ever. Right. Like in parentheses. Moses. Yeah. So, Moses, the greatest of all men. Wink. Yeah. yeah. So uh, super awkward. If he actually wrote this, I could see that maybe cock Moses, I could see that maybe he wrote, if you want to believe that he wrote it, maybe he wrote part of it and then people kind of filled in the gaps for like uh, context, I guess. I don't know. That would make sense. Uh, yeah. But like you said, it's been 40 fucking years walking through the desert, just presumably in circles or some sort of a weird search pattern. I guess, just wandering. Uh, But it states, like, okay, this is the 40th year since they left Egypt in the 11th month on the first day of the month, blah, blah, blah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, uh, And he's like, we killed the king of Sihon, the king of the Amorites, King Og. You remember those guys. We killed them. And uh, remember how, like, God talked to you guys, and he was like, hey, here's our land, but then you guys all fucked it up, and then I was put in charge, but I hate you guys, and I hate me, and I hate being in charge of you shitheads. Remember all that? Remember all that? Remember when I appointed judges because you guys suck? Do you remember that shit? Do you remember that? Yeah, they remember. <laughs> um, so that's, the, well, before we get to the appointment of the leaders, uh, in chapter, in uh, verse 6, rather, um, it says, all right, the Lord our God told us at Horeb, you know, you've stayed long enough at the mountain. Let's break camp. Let's go out into the wilderness. Uh, Horeb, the last time that was mentioned, was way back in Exodus. And it was when the Israelites got in trouble for uh, making the golden calf. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of confusion about whether or not Horeb and Sinai are different places. Some argue that they are two different peaks on the same mountain. Some say Horeb is more of like the small range and Sinai is the specific mountain where the Ten Commandments came from, but that's where last uh, Horeb is mentioned, and the time before that is Horeb is also the spot where God told Moses to break open the rock. Um, so that's where all that shit took place. Yeah, it does seem weird that it makes it seem like God or um, Moses hitting the rock and the Ten Commandments and all these things are very distinct incidences separated by lots of time and or lots of wandering and wars even between them yeah all the and same then spot. like oh or also it's the same place at the same time whatever whichever one it doesn't really matter which you know if God you're on foot take it that seriously. and you're like bringing if you're on foot and you're walking with like babies and shit i mean a mile's a really long way so i guess yeah, I'd, I'd stick around you know um i like that i don't know it it, it does seem like a bitter shitty 
Moses. Like he constantly is talking about how like, and then you guys fucked up and now I'm getting punished and I didn't really want to be in charge of you guys. It's like when like a bitter mom at the end is like, ah, you ruined my body and I never wanted to in the first place. I would have got the abortion, but our car ran out of gas. And you're like, oh, thanks. Thanks for all that. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like Um, someone has said these words to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something I thought was interesting. There's a lot of little weird. Most of this we've all talked about. If you want to go back and listen to that bullshit uh, from the previous episodes, you can. Uh, I only really want to cover the things that are different and kind of what I think of as like gaslighting is that when we first hear, and I don't know if it's gaslighting or if it's just the Bible's inconsistent because when Moses decides to anoint judges, uh, maybe they just didn't, maybe just want to, but that was sort of at the behest of Jethro, a Midianite who they're now, they then, you know, uh, genocided on, um, and then there's a lot of other mentions of things that they're like, I remember when we were in Moab and there were all those fucking giants and you're like, what fucking, there was a, what the fuck are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? Like you never mentioned that the first time. All Wasn't you were talking something about was about uh, Nephilim? how they were Didn't fucking we mention... so deep and hard. We mentioned uh, Nephilim. We've, we've talked about Nephilim in the past. Uh, the Nephilim were mentioned in Genesis as one of the reasons for the great flood. And I believe there was Nephilim mentioned in either Leviticus or Exodus. Uh, no, no, no. Um, Giants are mentioned again when they come near to Canaan. Yeah. Um, and when the spies check it out. Yeah, yeah. They're like, so there's some the, fucking. That's giants the giants they're talking about here. I think. Canaan. You think so? Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's impossible to tell because this shit is so confusing. I would have thought those were a different land because they were like, this is what Canaan has giants, but apparently Moab and the Ammonites do too. Even though. Well, they used to have giants, but they were driven out. By and there's a people. There, 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 there's a lot of um, weird inconsistencies. Um, he recaps how the basically the 40-year sentence to wandering got uh, happened. Um, and this is where you see Moses really going into the first person that he wasn't doing at the beginning of the chapter, which is kind of funny. Um, he's saying, then I said to you, you've reached the hill country of Amorites, and uh, the Lord wants us to do this and that. Uh, so, yeah, it just recaps basically that the spy situation where 10 of the 12 spies scared the Israelites out of doing anything uh, is what caused them to wander. And then it also recaps um, in the most negative light possible for the Israelite people, their rebellion, which is where they, uh, they basically decided to try and take up arms and go against the Amorites themselves and got the shit kicked out of them. But that's basically, that's basically the rest of chapter one. Yeah. Killing. Um, There's a couple of things I had noted is that it's interesting that like, um, Moses just seems like a bitter dad who's talking about how his dreams have all been crushed because of them. Because, um, you know, when God speaks to Moses the first time in the burning bush, uh, he basically is set up like, you're going to free the Jews from the Egyptians and I will bring you to the promised land. And then somewhere along the way, due to the rock incident, um, it's now been taken from him. So it kind of seems like there's been a lot of hype just to dash his dreams right there at the end. Um, but, uh, and Moses is definitely like, and then that's when you guys fucked me over and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, God had to punish you and I'm getting punished for your behalf. Um, it says it a couple of times that like, he's so angry with you guys that he punished me to you guys. Like, well, no, you kind of, 
kind of did your shit too, you know. In spite of this, you did not trust the Lord and went ahead on your journey. Just a bunch of yeah. It's yeah, all like it's all a, him shaking his waggling his finger at him, right? Like uh, Deuteronomy one thirty seven. The Lord was also angry with me for your sakes, saying, <laughs> "Even you shall not go in there." Well, you should have known not to hit a rock. Moses. Yeah, he like, doesn't mention have, that at all. You knew what the fuck you were getting into. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting is that when he's talking about the spies they send to Israel, um, just as a slight difference in numbers when they sort of are like, you know, let's send some spies into uh, Canaan. Um, it's, out, it's written as if God told, like it says, the Lord told Moses, send a couple of spies. But in this retelling, now that he knows how it all turned out, He's like, and then, you know, you guys were begging me, begging me. Can we send some spies in there? And I was like, okay, if that's what you want. And so I then let you send some spies. You know, like, well, no, that was your fucking idea from the get-go. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and there's a lot more uh, suspicious stuff. There's a lot stuff of that. Yeah, of, there's just a lot of that going on. And it's always just like, it's, I mean, it's, it's the way that real gaslighting is done. It's just one little word that's not quite the meaning that it should be, you know? And then yeah. they're scattered all through here where it's like, oh, yeah, remember when you made me hit you the other day? And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. that's remember, a weird way to say that. <laughs> remember when you said that I brought you out of Egypt just as a way of killing you all, guys? Like, if I wanted to kill you, I would have killed you a long time ago in an easy way. You know, it's like when you capture a, 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 a kidnap a girl, you know, and okay. we got her locked in the basement. And she's like, are you going to just, and you like, you let her loose in the kitchen because you're trying to make a family now and you want her to be your wife, you know, and you think that maybe she'll like turn and be your girlfriend, you know? And then she keeps like, are you trying to kill me? Is this poison? Like, if I wanted to kill you, I'd have killed you in the basement. You know, I would have fucking turned off the air. But, like, I'm trying I'm trying to do something nice now. And you Clearly, just I me. love you. Yeah, you know, like, like, just eat your fucking slop, you know? Yeah. Uh, yikes. So, anyway. Um, that's but, chapter so one. Just, and... that's, that's chapter one. Yeah. Like, Moses being like, you know, there were all these good things we are supposed to have, but you fucked it up. So. And then we get to chapter two. Guess what? Still in recap mode. Uh, starting off talking about their wandering in the wilderness, but this, I think, is what you were trying to get into earlier. Do you want to? Well, just that it's like, by the way, remember that time we left the Red Sea and all this other bullshit? Um, something I thought was interesting is I'm not quite sure what God thinks of the Edomites here. Yeah, it's very suspicious. Like, uh, like this time he's like, I remember when I told you guys to go like to the Edomites, but you're just going to like pay for all the food and water you drink. You're not going to kill them all because like, I like the Edomites now. You like the Edomites now. What the fuck are you talking about? You know? Yeah. He's like, that never happened. Right. That was never said that way. Edomites are the children of a saw. You guys like, you know, he's definitely suddenly here's what I loved about this part. Um, and he says that not just about the Edomites, which are Esau's kids, but also of the Ammonites, who are Lot's descendants. He's like, yeah, remember, don't don't be mean to them. They're nice. They're our friends. Yeah, we love the Moabites. We would never hurt uh, the Moabites, you guys. We've never been at war with uh, Oceania. <laughs> it's insane because it makes me feel like at some point here, now this is highly speculative, but now it feels like God... It's almost them revealing a little bit that their god is the same as all these other regional gods. Um, he, in like, fact, I'll go so far as to point out that Mount Sinai is most likely named after the god Sin, the Sumerian deity, deity Sin, uh, which means moon. 
Huh. Um, whereas Horeb means like the heat of the sun. So an interesting sun and moon thing. So these guys all are following the same God, this El, Elohim, whatever you want to call him. And Some general vibe that connects. Yeah, and it really points that out, I think, here where it's like, oh, no, you know, Esau, sure, they're not us, but they're like their idea of our God, which is all the same God, is more cousin-ish to us than some of the others, like more distant cousins. But I, I think that that really shows how the roots for all these different deities and religions is the well, same. Well, it definitely makes it clear that there is a certain genealogic proximity factor that's going on in play. Like yeah. they, They're like, and then we were with the Edomites, basically our brethren. And then it's like, and the Moabeds, the Moabs, the Moabites, and the Ammonites, who are kind of like distant cousins, and we don't care about them so much, but they're not, we're not as close to them as we are to the Edomites. Yeah, even though it's been half a century. And know. just generally the way things kind of went back then, probably what connected them was a common language and similar gods and deities and culture, you know? Also, sorry, but, I just smoke. I mean, it's been half a millennia right. since uh, they were in a, of one family. Uh, yeah, and then so, then there's other things like uh, Deuteronomy two seven, for the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows you're trudging through this great wilderness, these forty years. Your Lord God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. Yeah, I don't know if they've lacked nothing. They seem to have been complaining a lot about lacking water. And That's <laughs> the the kid hovering over the ant pile with a magnifying glass has been with those ants for, for forty minutes, and they have a couple of nothing. times I've poured sugar water just uh, <laughs> drowned you with it. Like, remember that time you had so much quail that it came out of your nose, and then I <laughs> then I caused a plague upon you. Surely you've lacked and released nothing. snakes Man. in your camp. Yeah, oh, you've lacked nothing. You guys have lacked nothing. <laughs> Never gone without a meal, these guys. I wonder what Freud had to say about that passage, by the way. There's other instances, like, uh, you don't have to go far, 2-9, and then the Lord said to me, do not harass Moab, nor contend with them with battle, for I will not give you any of their land as a possession, because I have given R to the descendants of Lot as a possession. Uh, it's interesting, he says specifically, do not harass Moab, but if we go to Numbers 26, or is it... Is oh good, it I'm glad you have a cross-reference. Where they uh, kill all the Moabites, that part? Yeah, yeah. He's like, and then Lord spoke to Moses, harass the Midianites in Moab, attack them, for they harassed you with their schemes when they seduced you. You know, like, it's just like, yeah, remember how I told you guys not to harass Moab? The the people who we killed all the women and children? Yeah, remember when I told you not to do that, and then you didn't do it? Like, okay, what is this, Tiananmen Square Massacre? Like, I don't understand Ooh, what's going topical. on. Uh, boom! <laughs> That's all over the internet. I guess because it's the anniversary. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah. The, the point is that God keeps, again, turning on the gas a little more, keeping it lit. Uh, very bizarre. But now we uh, get into some less friendly relations. Um, well, also, just as a little bit, they also reference giants. And what's interesting is that they keep referencing giants. True. But they say they were kicked out. Well, they reference giants, but they reference them from different names. And I don't know what it means. My Bible doesn't mention it at all. Obviously. Yeah, you know. The Amim had dwelt there in times past, a people as great and numerous and as tall as the Anakim, which is another name for giants. They hate sand. But the Moabites called the giants Amim. So, I don't know. Were there giants? Or are they just talking about some really tall Turkish guys? Both? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's I weird. Like... 
it's just a weird thing. It's like if they mentioned dragons and unicorns, I'd be like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> where's that? Why do you guys keep referencing giants? Um, yeah, so it was the def- descendants of Anak, who briefly is a uh, is like he's supposed to be one of the descendants of the Nephilim. In fact, yeah. Um, so yeah, just more angel offspring stuff it's happening. Kind of a weird deal, yeah. Um, so then it goes on, like I said, to talk about some of the more uh, spicy interactions they had. So first off, and, and you probably remember just from from numbers not too long ago that they ran into um, they ran into uh, King of Heshbon, whose name was Sihon, and mm-hmm. he didn't want the Israelites to pass. So basically they come forth just like they did to the Edomites, and they said, hey, do you mind if we come through? We'll pay you for food. We'll pay you for water. It'll be really chill. And he's like, nope, you, you can't do that. So what's crazy, insane right. here that was not mentioned in the first time they told the story, I know it wasn't, it was uh, I checked. Yeah. For the Lord your God had made Sihon, king of Heshbon, um, had made his spirit stubborn and his heart obstinate in order to give him into your hands. So basically he got pharaohed. He got pharaohed, What the yeah. fuck? Like, in the original telling in Numbers, they describe King Sihon as, like, he sees the Israelites coming. And he doesn't even, you know, they send messengers to him, like, hey, can we pass through? And King Sihon's like, nah, dude, fuck you guys. Let's go meet him on an open field. <laughs> and, uh, let's meet this Jew horde on an open field. And um, they get their fucking uh, shit pushed in. But, uh, and I don't know what it means. I don't know if God's just taking credit for it, like the way ISIS took credit for, like, Pulse Nightclub. You know, they're like, yeah, we did that shit. We had, we had our, that was us. We, that was us. Anything bad happens, we take credit. But uh, Or if it's, like, legitimately, like, is that the point? Was that God's like, ooh, I really hate these guys, so I just send them to their death willy-nilly, you know? Yeah, because here's the crazier part, is that not only did God hear a claim to force the king of, of Heshbon, force him to lead his people against the Israelites, against his will, changes his mind, no free will, Mm-hmm. But then, after the Israelites beat them in battle, it says, just a couple of verses later, they completely destroyed their cities, the men, women, and children inside. Left no survivors. Plundered the town. Basically raped, pillaged, the whole Viking thing. For, it for is Just because... Ugh. Well, my Bible talks about this. So let's be clear, to, to, to go to recap, because I know we've been talking all over the place on this one. Uh, the way Deuteronomy describes the first sort of battle after the 40 years have passed... Uh, against King Sihon is that the Israelites were like, hey, man, can we just come through and we'll pay you for food and money? We're basically like a like a festival passing through. You're just going to make so much money. Your GDP is going to go straight through the fucking roof. Bro. Yeah. And King Sihon's like, hmm. And then God goes and twists his heart a little bit and then is like, no, let's take them on head on. And then they rush to their deaths, like stampeding buffalo off a cliff. And then the Israelites, to repay the favor, go in and murder women and children. Everyone dies. Everyone dies. Um, My Bible struggles to explain this shit. Uh, And uh, this is all. It's one sentence. The hardening of the heart and spirit was an act of divine judgment. That's the only. (laughs) There's like, no, it was judgment. Don't worry about it. Don't let it be compared to like modern day morals or the idea that you can force someone's hand or willpower. Uh, those don't matter. It just was judgment. This is just what God does when he doesn't like you. He uh, makes you kill yourself, essentially. Yeah, and it's hilarious. Although, in defense of the Bible, 
it is kind of mentioned when God is laying down the rules about who you can fuck. That the okay. lands that they're about to enter are decidedly wicked already. Like, he does mention, like, hey, you're going to go into some places that are fucking gross, bro, and we're going to kill every last one of them. So, so you're a genocidal apologist now? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. I just think that, at least in favor of consistency of the Bible, not necessarily the message behind or the, the <laughs> That's morals. why you like the serial killers who get away with it. Yeah, I like the serial killers who get away with it. You know, they, they, I like the serial killers that send a letter first, like, I'm going to get you, and then they're like, oh, and then he got me, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, those are my favorite. And they have, like, a set of rules of who they kill. You know, like, uh, uh, BTK, mwah. Yeah, like there's there's that a nerd. serial killer. <laughs> that little weirdo. But um you know, uh I, I like guys dedicated to the craft, you know. Uh Good. the point is is that King Sihon his heart was hardened. He was sentenced to death while sort of the way of doing it is a little bit fucked up, you know, basically like tricking a guy into his own suicide is kind of fucked up. Uh it is kind and of fun. implied that King Sihan and uh, I guess those kids too were fucking asking for it, you know? (laughs) Especially the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They grew up so fast. But uh, they're they're all a bunch of degenerates. They're all a bunch of sick fucks. And they got what had coming to them. That's just it, you know? Like, in a sense, the Israelites going in and stabbing an eight-year-old in the neck is just God, you know, passing judgment, you know? Yeah. That's why, I mean, we were supposed to, like, Anakin after he killed all the filthy sand people, right? That was like yeah, one of that his was the triumphal point. moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anakin killed the sand women and children, and we were supposed to go, that's called sweet, divine, godly judgment, you know? Although at least the sand people were acting of their own accord. These and, sand people are being controlled by God. <laughs> and then realistically, when he murdered all the younglings, that also was just him doing what had to be done, you know? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you gotta take care of this. <laughs> My Bible continues to describe it, and we're going to continue when we start talking to King Og, same shit. But uh, my concordance states that the two reasons, like these are two good reasons for why the complete destruction of a people are justified. Uh-huh. So, so let's get into the Bible's justification for genocide. Uh, one, the Israelites were God's instruments of judgment upon the pagan nations for their sinfulness. And two, the destruction of these religious seducers would protect Israel from being diverted from serving the Lord. So, Jeez, so preventative maintenance. Preventative maintenance. You go in. You you, you know. You, you drove through some salty Michigan roads, and you got a hose off the bottom. You know. You don't want that rust to catch. You know. That's actually that is a good point. You know. So yeah, of course, when you go into a town, you're gonna kill all the children. You get you you find a two year old, you snap its neck like a chicken, you throw it in the dumpster. You know, you find a one year old, you step on its head, that soft baby head, and you just squish it out like a fucking ketchup packet. Because you know, if he grows up, he's gonna try to make you worship the wrong god. At least ISIS keeps some of their victims for sex. In their defense. <laughs> well, at least the Jews do that, too, you know. We'll get to Only that. Only virgins, though. <laughs> Only virgins, you know. Uh, I, I can't wait till we get to that chapter. We're, we're, uh, strangely enough, we're going to have a... Well, maybe not strangely enough. I mean, ISIS is a uh, caliphate, right? Yes. In a sense, they're uh, an the same thing. sort of a religious, na- a religious war tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in a sense, it, it, it's not... I don't think it's us being cynical or being... You know, uh, I think, uh, 
uh, what's the term? Den- denigrating the ancient Jews by comparing them to ISIS. They are no, it's the same thing at their core. Uh, essentially, maybe ISIS is in many ways patterning a similar theme that uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Israelites are just better at it. That's all. yeah. The Israelites are way better at it. <laughs> um, but that's they're following the same playbook. Um, yeah. So Deuteronomy three, King Og defeated, and this is just a recap of the battle against Kigog. Same um, shit. Uh, again, uh, three six, and we utterly destroyed them, as we did to Sihon, king of Heshbon, utterly destroying the men, women, and children of every city, but all the livestock and the spoils of the cities we took as booty for ourselves. So just doubling down on the infanticide. Let's be clear: we killed a bunch of fucking kids. Again, yep. Just in case. Just in case. I mean, we all remember how evil it was. That uh, the Pharaoh killed kids, you know, and oh, we yeah, all I remember, wow, and we dick. all remember, we all, me- oh yeah, I forgot about that fucking thing where he killed all the kids, and then we all remember how uh, I can't remember if it was Exodus or Leviticus, but where he's like, anyone that gives their children to the fire of Malak will be surely put to death. But so if you kill your own kids, that's a no-no. But if you go into a town and you just take two good rocks and squish a kid's head like a fucking Twinkie under your shoe. All good, bro. That's just God's judgment. And just real quick, uh, abortion should be illegal, right? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he could not be more clear. <laughs> he hates it when children die or the unborn die. He hates it. All life is sacred. Uh, <laughs> they, they, in fact, made all the pregnant women in Og, um, or in Bashan, <laughs> poop out their babies so they could kill them after they were unborn. Yeah, babies. that's when it's okay. Um, Something I thought was interesting, and again, uh, not that it really, really matters, but uh, there's another name for giants that the Ammonites call them in Deuteronomy 2 called the Zamzumin. So if you're looking for a cool stupid word, live gamer tag. But something else, the... um, (laughs) An Xbox uh, gamer tag? uh, Deuteronomy 3.11 mentioned something that wasn't mentioned initially. For only Og, king of Bashan, remained after the remnant of the giants... Indeed, his bedstead was an iron bedstead. Um, nine cubits is its length, and four cubits is its width, according to the standard cubit. So, and they're like, and by the way, we killed King Og, who, as we all know, was a fucking giant who slept on a bed of iron. Yeah, I think that his bed of iron, though, was kind of like all the dudes I see around here with lifted pickups. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like that guy's bed has a pair of testicles hanging from the bottom. Yeah, like, but then you cool. see him get out of the truck and he has like a step ladder. <laughs> I literally saw that the other day. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I guess that's so that's, that's that's up to there. And then that's the end of the conquest. And now that the conquest has been done, you know we're looking at Canaan, and uh, they, we just went over this, so we won't rehash it too hard. But they sort of divide up. Okay, here's how the land's going to be split up. Uh, they talk about the land on the east side of the Jordan, which is where Dan and uh, and Reuben and Manasseh's uh, descendants all wanted to settle. And God makes the pact with them. Okay, you can do that, but first you have to go help the other Israelites capture all of Canaan. Then you can go back to this side of the river and settle down. So again, we already went over all that. Yeah, but that, like you guys can deposit your wives and kids and livestock. Uh, and the, but the dudes have to come with us, you know, and yeah. finish up. So that's done. And then uh, the chapter three wraps up, uh, just reminding us that, yes, although Moses has dedicated his entire life to 
leading a very fickle god uh, or, by the hand guess, like a child through the yeah, desert. <laughs> helps stopping God from killing his favorite kids all the time and telling God's favorite kids that they can't, you know, get good food. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but that he can't cross the Jordan. He cannot go into Canaan with the rest of the Israelites. He gets Paul Manaforted, you know? You can uh, Zinga. <laughs> you can work as hard as you want, and you can betray your country and do all this shit. But trust me, once you get on the wrong side, once you, once you fuck up that one time, it's over, bro. You're going to Rikers, baby. Yep. Uh, it, it is interesting that it really sort of. I think it's fair. My 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 Bible's concordance says that these couple of chapters here really sort of nail the intimate relationship with Moses and God. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because I think only really well i guess they all do it but like i think moses is especially hurt that uh he's like hey mo god hey god come here okay i know you said i couldn't get into canaan and all those other people you know you were like they can't go into canaan either but i mean uh, moses right like we fucking get it right like, yeah like, bro. i'm the guy that led us out of egypt and i had to deal with these shitheads i had to elect judges i've been i had to bring down the ten commandments surely surely you'll show mercy to me and god's like no fuck you you're nothing to me bitch and he's like all right well. <laughs> uh I'll, I'll, I, as a sign of good favor i will let you look at it you can you can maybe cast catch a little bit of a smell off those mountains but you know and that's exactly what he's allowed to do is get a sniff uh, but he's like but really you gotta yeah i want you to encourage joshua <laughs> And make sure that Joshua does good in Canaan. Like, all right, great. Yeah, I know Moses has to feel how most dads feel when they give away their daughter at the altar to uh, their son-in-law. <laughs> like, I don't even get a taste. I raised her. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, having a daughter is the ultimate cuck. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's like it's like when you get bought up by a new company. And you're like, oh, hey, what's going on? I've been with this company for 20 years. Like, hey, we really need you to train Joshua uh, and they're like, am I, am I, I see that we're moving. Am I still going to be the big boss? Am I now regional manager? Like, Ooh. so we got this young guy named Joshua. Kind of need you to teach him how to use the system and tell him all your passwords and show him how to use QuickBooks because uh, he, he'll work for $20 an hour less. <laughs> like, all right, great. <laughs> great. Um, yeah, pretty much. And pretty then, much the uh, best. My, my Bible, again, is trying to say some shit. Uh, though the tone of God's refusal seems strong and unduly harsh, it is indicative of the intimate relationship uh, and how strongly God was loved, or how strongly God loved Moses. And you're like, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, but here's the stupidest thing about this. So he can't do this because he hit the rock when God said talk to it. Mm-hmm. But if you go just a little bit earlier than when that happened, God makes Moses hit a rock to bring out water. So it's kind of like, didn't you teach him to do this? Like, uh, yeah, it doesn't. Matter. And that's his greatest sin. I, I don't know. I don't that's know. your it's greatest weird. sin is one time you hit an inanimate fucking object. You're an inanimate fucking object. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Uh, you, you know that's why you have to die out here in the desert is because you one time hit a rock. Like, well, well, you're right. I mean, that's just the fucking. You know, it's like. I think it's like when uh, you, you ever play baseball and like the coach is a dick to everybody, but God is the coach a dick to his own son. Oh, know? yeah, dude. Always the worst. <laughs> like, oh, God. It's going to be an awkward ride home. Yeah. My, my dad. So I didn't get that. But my dad was my Sunday school teacher at one point, <laughs> which yeah. is probably even worse because it's imagine this, except my dad's here yelling at me when I talk to the other kids. Yeah. You know, that's Telling a good you time. You're definitely going to hell. Yeah. 
Um, and if you think getting getting molested by some pre-stranger is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I can't imagine. Um, so, so Deuteronomy 4. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, Moses commands obedience. Um, so... I don't really know how to sum up this one so much. Basically, I think an interesting, and if we're taking the Bible literally and talking about it, God's like, okay, listen, you guys, here's the rules that you have to follow to abide by the contract that I have with you. And if you want to go in and possess the land of Canaan, I want you to understand these are the guidelines. Like, this is your lease. These are your rules. No parties after 10, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, here's the max occupancy. Uh, no Palestinians, you know. Um, Obviously, but uh, so but these are the rules. Uh, Deuteronomy four two: You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Uh, to me, it's kind of like. To me, it's kind of like the U.S. Constitution. You know, you're yeah. like, listen, here are your laws. Uh, but nothing you can do can be outside of it. Like the state, the, the, the U.S. government only has the powers given to it by the Constitution. It can't just go and do it whatever it wants, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, no amendments. It can't just build a wall without congressional <laughs> approval, okay? Um, and it's uh, it's funny because I feel like that's, I mean, we're at the beginning of the Bible. I think some shit's about to get added. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, Christians, uh, did you guys read this part? <laughs> I haven't heard anything about kosher salt, but uh, we'll see. Um, uh, and and Moses is like, it's like that scene where, like, you uh, you finish orientation at your company, and they're like, okay, you guys, you signed the document, you read the manual, you understand all the codes of conducts. Uh, sign here to say that you understand all this. If I catch you wearing a, a high heels at work and a shoulderless strap, I'm going to fuck you up because you signed it. You know, you understand <laughs> the rules, right? Yep, it's fair. Fair is fair. You know, uh, like uh, we, we guarantee that you uh, understand the covenant and the uh, commandments, you know, uh, Deuteronomy 4, 6. Therefore, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, surely this is a great nation, is wise and understanding people. Ugh, again, uh, so egotistical. Like, yeah, who cares? Uh, it is kind of interesting that they're sort of the next couple of verses are basically like, you know, we're like, I mean, let's all look at ourselves. We have all these laws. We have all this land. Surely we are the greatest nation amongst the earth. What other nation has just a God hanging out with them, uh, giving them laws firsthand? You know, like there's just a fucking meat puppet in Moses just telling us exactly what God wants. Like all these other nations have to have fucking statues and some weird priest who says he's talking to God, but who knows? But we got the act. We are the only one. Are we the only real people left? Yeah. Some gods don't even let you kill the women and children of your enemies. I know. Like what kind of what kind it's of insane? What kind of people? Like that, the, yeah. like that super nice guy who would never do that. Uh, what was his name? Genghis Khan. Yeah, he's yeah. too nice. <laughs> he's too nice. nice. Um, but also, I just think it's like like basically their argument is like, hey, what other nation has a god like ours and laws like ours? Which I think the answer is kind of like a bunch, right? At this point, all of know? all of them. All of them I mean, they got this. Is, they literally got their laws from the code of Hammurabi. So, you know, <laughs> at least that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's just pretend that they're the only one. Um, 
And, and not to mention that uh, Moses was born exactly the same way as Gilgamesh of the Epic of Gilgamesh fame. So it's it's a lot of plagiarism. Yeah. But it's confident plagiarism. It's like that plagiarism. You're like, yeah, here's my essay. And you're like, hey, it looks like you uh, stole this from everywhere. And you're like, no, they stole it from me. And you're like, okay, I'll take your word for it. Uh, Wikipedia stole from you. Got yeah. it. Yeah, the, the teacher's like, I wrote this paper. And you're like, oh, did you say that you want APAC to lobby for you not to be able to uh, have contracts with the government? <laughs> That was that was a stretch, but yeah, I'll give uh, it to you. I don't care. Um, <laughs> um, and then there's little things. I don't know if we really got to get into it. He's like, "Hey, remember that time I spoke to you from the flaming mountain, and you guys all heard me but didn't see me? Pretty cool, huh? Now you fucking know there's a god, right? Like, yeah. But then you get tell, to tell, see, you, tell you your, your fucking grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> you remember how, how much of my ass you get to see every goddamn day of the week? Like, yeah, what? now you know. Tell your tell your kids. Um, that ass. And he's like, "I gave you the Ten Commandments. You got it." Yeah. Um, Deuteronomy four fifteen, yeah. uh, signals a break. Uh, really my, threatening. Yeah, uh, my, my my Bible titles it "Beware of Idolatry." Yeah, it's good advice. I mean, at uh, this point, with these guys, and basically he's like, "Hey, you guys know what I've done to people who are quote unquote pagan, so uh, lest you be fucked up and act corrupt from what you witness, don't make any carvings of any likeness." Of a human, male or female, any animal, anything in the air, any bird, whatever. Just don't fucking carve anything. Like It would be the safest bet. Yeah, don't bow down to the stars that I made that are awesome, that are signs of my omnipotence. Don't bow down to them and praise me for some reason. And uh, just remember that I'm the god who brought you out of the iron smelting furnace. So that's what Egypt was. I was refining you. It wasn't that I I forgot you were there for 400 years. I think Um, it's... I think it's weird to think of it, but it is kind of interesting that, like, the gods, like, by the way, don't worship the sun or the moon or the stars. That's some dumb shit. Which is interesting because they're definitely coming out of territories that do worship the sun, the moon, and the stars. It just seems like a weird, oddly specific jab at Egypt, you know? I feel like maybe Moses had a bad neck and he made this rule because he was tired of looking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you get all sunburned. Like, I bet after 40 years in the desert, I'd be kind of done with the sun. That's true. You, but you'd be black as night, too, so you probably wouldn't mind, you know? Uh, it really bothers me, also, how much Moses will not take responsibility for hitting that rock that one time, you know? Yeah. Like, he just keeps bringing up, also, if you recall, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and swore that I would not go into Jordan Ugh. because you guys are such pieces of shit. Like, you've said it, like, eight times in the last four chapters. I get it. You hate me. Yeah, yeah but, and the other crazy part is, it's not, it wasn't even for their sake. It was because he was mad at them. It also just doesn't it's his make own sense. Goddamn fault. Four twenty-two. But I must die in this land. I must not cross over the Jordan. But you guys get to cross over and possess that good land. Like, yeah, I yeah. get it. You're a bitter old piece of shit, Moses. Sit that down. is true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, God basically goes over all the things not to make idols all out of, which is literally everything. He could have just said that. Um, and then I have the next section starting at verse thirty-two, uh, talking about how the Lord is God. He has a very Moses gives a little Trumpian speech here, I think. He says, has anything so great as this ever happened? Or has anything like it ever been heard of? Just aren't, aren't we the best people? Don't we have the best God? It's just really uh, MAGA rally. <laughs> has, has, has there ever been an instance in history where God just pulls a people out of another nation? Like, have you ever seen that shit? Like, I mean, fucking hell yeah, bro. And they're like, yeah, it's amazing. Which I think that 
by extension means anyone who is ever the leader of a group of refugees counts as God. Is that, uh, yeah. Am I reading I mean, this right? I don't think, yeah. I Are think the, the migrant caravans God? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Kurds in Iraq is a godly situation, you know? I think um, they just got butchered, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then, I don't know, it just, it, something that my Bible mentions is that it doesn't really seem like God loves the Jews so much. How can one love a pebble in their shoe? So much as he's like, by the way, I pulled you out of Egypt because I made a promise to Abraham. It's like, uh, and again, we've done this too many times, but I feel like it's just going to keep cropping up. It's like God here is an abusive stepfather. Uh, <laughs> and, you're, and, you know, he married your mom, but then your mom dies. But he still is like your guardian. He's like stuck and with he- you. Yeah, and he like beats the shit out of you all the time. And he's like, "I swear, if it was if it wasn't for your mother, I promise her, I promise her, I'd take care of you." As he's, hitting you. he's like, "I would have killed you by now." Ah, my life would be so simple because I, you know, if I would just drown you in your crib, but fucking for the love of Yamada. And, and, and just to add a, a sort of the level of sick incest that we've seen in this book, let's say he also married your older sister. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's about right. He's a real bro. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, the God basically going off about how great he is. It's really fun. And then uh, out of the blue, we rehash the cities of refugee refugees. Yeah, it doesn't um, really make much sense. And also, no. there was some cities where if you kill a guy, it's cool. Which we already know that we covered that what three weeks ago, maybe mm-hmm. two, three weeks ago. And then it kind of wraps up uh, chapter four. With Moses saying to the Israelites, all right, these are the stipulations, the decrees, and the laws that Moses, which is a, another weird way for him to say this, uh, <laughs> yeah. gave them when they came out of Egypt, out of Egypt, um, on the east side of the Jordan, in the land of the Sihon king and the Amorites, yada, yada, yada. Woo-hoo. The end of chapter four. Thank God. And we're not done with recaps, you know. It actually is going to go back, close. and so next episode is going to cover some of that. And I'm not even sure. Maybe the whole. I think. Most I think of the whole book, book is, is like but it's that. a really short book. It looks like. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, we well, get through this. You're wrong. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's. I just that's, can't wait. Let's say it. I can't wait for Moses to die. <laughs> uh, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling about the Bible thus far, in general? Uh, it gets tedious at times, but it's also very informative. I'm learning a lot of stuff, you know. I'm I'm getting what I hope our audience is getting from it, you know. Yeah, I I think that when we started this podcast, so at, at, so this podcast was largely your idea, at least the topic of it. Like, let's well, do I'm the ideas man. You're the, the uh, clown. <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're the gimp, um, but. Uh, <laughs> But the, I, I guess my point was that when we started this, you were like, let's read the Bible, let's start a book club, let's start with the Bible, and let's move on to some other time. I was like, all right, that sounds like a shitty fucking idea, because I really don't want to read the Bible. It seems so <laughs> fucking stupid. And then the more I read it, I realized I really had no idea what was in this fucking thing. I yeah. only really knew the kind of people who claim they read it and claim they're following its rules, and I thought those guys are all a bunch of shitheads. And then the more I read it, I just think, <laughs> I have no connection to it. Every chapter yeah. I read, I go, what the fuck am I reading? And does it exist in a parallel universe? Do people just not know what's in this piece of shit? Like, I don't get it. It does not match with what I expected, and I'm more into it as a result, I think. Yeah, it's, um, 
I'm constantly surprised by it. I'd, I'd say at least once an episode, there's something like tonight or this episode, you know, the one about, uh, about God changing the mind of that one King. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, that's a weird I, little, uh, you read and you go, what the fuck is that? Why did you admit this? <laughs> why you, you were, you were in the clear, <laughs> you know, you know, already set up your alibi. You just gave yourself up for no reason. <laughs> you were, yeah, you're da- already. Da- damn Jews plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, 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 it's like you got through the interrogation at the police station and now you're on the news being like, and that's when I did her. And you're like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? He like, crossed what? you <laughs> off as a suspect. Now you're going to say that. Yeah. And I made him do it, by the way. Like, all right. Lock him uh, so up. So good. So uh, good. It's just, um, yeah, it just, it just, it's, it's, now I'm like getting excited just because I'm like, man, this is some fucked up shit. Oddly enough, this is like, this is as close as I'll get to our watch people die now that it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Aww, <laughs> like, I'm like, let's fella. watch. I know, I know, I know. I well, saw a video of a drunk driver plowed to the back of a truck, and that was as close as I got to a hard audit week. Why don't you just, uh, isn't there like watch people live now? I know. It's not the same, though, obviously. Jesus. Good. <laughs> okay, sick fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I want to see saying? someone blow up a fucking gas station and someone's arm shear off, you know? Oh, sure. Bullshit. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have... will begrudge you that, but that's all right. You know, what I, you know what I also don't like? I don't like how... I feel like I relate more to the Jews than any other, like just the normal run-of-the-mill Jews than any other person in this story, you know? Uh-huh. And the same way that, like, when I was reading about, like, David Koresh and his followers at Waco, you know, and when they got murdered and stuff yeah. uh, by the FBI. Um, like, when you see the, the, the women in their weird dresses dragging their kids out, you kind of just go, aw. Like, I mean... I don't think that they're necessarily blameless. They should be capable of critical thinking and know when to fucking fold them. But at the same time, I just don't think they're as to blame as the leaders who are sort of forcing their hands and creating this superstructure based on evil. Sure. You know, French Davidians, they're called. But anyway. uh, Sure, sure, sure. Because uh, his name was David Koresh, right? The Davidians? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they named uh, him or the biblical David. Anyways. Uh, huh. uh, but I guess my point is, is that it's coming from Moses. It's coming from God. Hey, by the way, when you see a kid, you kill a kid. Like, all right, you know, that's what you're, if this is what my so-called God is saying to do. Well, I think it's, it's hard to blame. Yeah. Any of the individual Israelite, the foot soldiers, right? You don't, you don't take down uh, a criminal enterprise by going after like a, a drug dealer on the street, right? You have this kingpin Moses and his little, his little uh, <laughs> crime parade, yeah, with Joshua and Aaron's kid, whatever that asshole's name is. It's hard to say, yeah, it's hard to hold anything against these people who were basically have no agency, right? They were recently the slaves of the Egyptians. Now they are sure free from Egypt, but if they do one tiny fucking thing wrong, either the earth swallows them up, they catch a plague, fire falls from the sky on them, or snakes appear out of nowhere and kill all of them and their children. So it's like. Yeah, it's hard to hold anything against them. They're um, certainly being beaten into submission. Hell yeah, they're being <laughs> toughened up though. You know, and it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, what God called it or what Moses called it—that they were in the the furnace that refines iron. Because <laughs> would the Israelites still be around if it wasn't for their incredibly tragic past? Like, isn't this kind of par for the course with what we know, even of somewhat modern Israel? And Jewish people, like you take the, an, uh, you take an abused people who have suffered a genocide, 
and you bring them to a land and tell them that violence is the only way out. It's the only way. Well, to no, freedom. I just mean even before, like how the fact that they were able to survive things like pogroms and the Holocaust for uh, the last thousand plus years uh, of, that, that is recorded. That's not. I'm not talking about the Bible, but obviously they come from. I guess what you would call the right stuff. Like they're comfortable. <laughs> they they um the the hammer that breaks glass tempers steel. You know. <laughs> like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, I guess. Maybe. I'd have to unpack <laughs> um, that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, something I don't like is I don't like Moses. Well, I don't like Moses, I guess. I, I don't really know what I thought of <laughs> Moses as it's going. Uh, I'm surprised at how much I'm like, Moses, chill the fuck out, bro. Like, you're such a little dick. Uh, especially like, uh, with him getting on his little soapbox. This like, episode. oh, remember how evil you guys were? You made me kill you? Like, oh, I guess. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely serial killerish, right? Uh, you made me do this. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know what it made me think of is um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know who's to blame, but uh, uh, when I was a boy, I think eight years old. Yeah. Uh, I was You're in still gym. my boy. Yeah, yeah. I was in gym class, and yeah. uh, we had we were doing jump rope as part of like some physical fitness <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> okay. And uh, I noticed that the jump rope handles were these long plastic things, and I just seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so obviously I used them as nunchucks. <laughs> it just started beating the shit out of anyone who would ever get close to me, you know. And the teacher was like, "Cole, yeah." The, the, the teacher was like, "Wow, you are a piece of shit." So I'm gonna take you away from the normal kids and put you in the hallway, which was like eight <laughs> feet tall. So I'm jumping rope in the hallway, and my jump rope catches the sprinkler for the fire system and rips it out of the ceiling and causes this massive alarm. The whole place had to be evacuated. The firemen had to come in. It was this whole big thing. And then afterwards, all the teachers like ganged up on me. And were like, you know. You know, you're real, you know, you should have to pay for that. Your parents are going to be real fucking... I was like, you're the one that put me in the fucking hallway. They're and like, well, you're you the one nut-chucking kids. It's like, okay, so no one's to blame. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just not mention this. Yeah, a little column A, a little column B. You fucked up, I fucked up. Everyone, you know, we had to get evacuated, you know, but I just think, I think we all, I think we all got a part to play. It's not all me here, you know. Uh, yeah, that's basically the Bible in a nutshell. <laughs> I got to say, though, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the fact that I am pretty sh- I say I shouldn't say fact. I shouldn't look. I'm not looking forward to the possibility that Deuteronomy is just going to be a big ass recap. I really hope we get to experience some new crazy shit. Um, I know we will once Joshua rolls around. But, man, if this whole book is like this, we'll probably end up blazing through it. You know, uh, I hope so. I mean, there's I would like to think that we would blaze through it. I think these couple of chapters that we just did, maybe more so. Uh, and then I think as we get into the other ones, I think it's from what I've been reading as just kind of just popping through it. Some of it seems more like just recapping a narrative, which who the fuck cares? I mean, it, it, it it's interesting the things that are different from the first part, but yeah. and then, but some of it's also just sort of more like um, more morals and philosophy and stuff like that, which might get a little bit heavy or not. I don't know, but I, I I'm excited to blow through it. I'd really like to, I I really would like to, I liked Exodus in kind of the sense that like I kind of sort of knew about it and it was like, oh, that's nice. Let's get to the shit. Or this is all stuff I've never heard of. I'd kind of heard like when people describe sort of Exodus to Joshua, it's like a blurb. Like, oh, and then the Jews got punished. They had to wander the desert and then they got there and everything was cool. I'm like, okay. Whereas it's surprising how many books are dedicated to a part of the Bible that people just ignore. 
Absolutely. And I think so many people probably think numbers is just a list of names and they don't realize how fucking wild it is. Uh, and so I think I'm sure I'm hopeful that Deuteronomy will be more of the same. I hope so too. I'm sure we'll see something interesting. But guess what? Even if it totally sucks, we're going to keep reading it. We're going to keep telling you about it. We're going to make sure that you don't have to read the Bible because you shouldn't. <laughs> it's Fair. bad for you. Uh, what's like, our, we're gonna uh, get we're gonna get all kinds of diseases because of this. You know that, right? <laughs> for sure, I can't wait. Blood poisoning, food poisoning, sperm poisoning. Right. Uh, we're the Revelations podcast, as we mentioned earlier. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, it's going to be at Revelations. If you want to email us, that's a Revelations podcast at gmail dot com. Cool. You know I love it when you ask this. <laughs> okay. What do you What do you got for the people? Eat shit. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Deuteronomy, there we go. Oh, I, I do have something. I do have okay. something. I was meaning to tell you, this is just, I don't know if this is relevant. No one's going to give a shit. But, uh, so you know, I have like a little uh, campfire in the back, you know, like a little yeah. bonfire when I have company over. Uh, yeah. There was these brush fires in okay. like Daytona and uh, Cocoa Beach and that kind of thing. Sure. And I guess the wind was blowing them into Orlando. And it's a large enough fire that like a large parts of the city were covered in smoke. Dope. At the same time, I had a very small, like a couple logs burned in the backyard just trying to clear some space. Yeah. And uh, on our Facebook group, someone was like, uh, for the neighborhood, someone was like, why is it so smoky? It's so smoky in the neighborhood. What's going on? And some yeah. guy was like, I think it's the yellow house over there. I saw some smoke come out of the backyard. I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, listen, I have never been on this side of a witch hunt before, but I don't like it, you know? You're about to get pogromed. I was like, I'm going to have to go over there and beat that guy up in front of his daughter. Like, I fucking put up with this shit. You've I been felt reading like, too uh, much Bible there, Cole. I've been reading too much Bible. I immediately wanted to murder him, his wife, and his children. You know, Unless there's a virgin in the house. All right, folks, that's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, don't start a forest fire, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>